This is the Ordained Educator Podcast, and I'm your host, Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades, I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast, you were destined to do what you're doing too. You were ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome back, Ordained Educators. Thank you for joining us today for our episode. Today, we're going to be talking about inspiration. How important is inspiration to you? Well, we'll get into that conversation in just a moment. This podcast episode is being brought to you by Ubuntu Press. Ubuntu Press is an online website dedicated to teachers, leaders, and homeschool parents. They offer curriculum that encourages an insatiable desire to grow and develop. Ubuntu Press is committed to advancing education and disseminating knowledge to their community partners. You can find out more by checking out their website at www.ubuntupress.org. www.ubuntupress.org. Ubuntu means I am because we are. Thank you so much for joining us. This is episode number five, and we are going to talk today about inspiration. Before we get into inspiration, I want to take you down a little technical journey. We'll talk about how we evolve as human beings and we change. Well, There's a word that I've used over and over again during my career, and that word is iterative. And so one of the things about iterations is that, you know, they're repeat steps. So our lives, just like processes, you know, a lot of scientific people, mathematical people use the word iteration, but we use it in the educational arena too as well, especially when we're doing guided studies and and we're guiding people through a process where they're doing repeat steps. But only thing in education is we know that the outcome is not always predictable and it might vary. Whereas in a scientific way, there's a predictable outcome. And so the iterative process or the iterative changes that we go through in life They're so very important. During this week, I've been kind of sitting back and contemplating and thinking about some things over my life and over my career. And as I said, if you've been listening to podcast after podcast, one of my former podcasts, I talked about just the happiness and the peace and the place that I'm at right now in my own personal space. You know, I went from having a job, which I knew I was passionate about it, and I knew it wasn't just a job, but when I found my niche, you know, I really understood. And then it became, again, my career. And at last, you know, my passion. And I walk in my passion now. You know, it was times before there were things that, I didn't say no to because I thought, you know, I'm an educator. Well, now, you know, there are some things that I do say no to because I'm at a different space in my life. I'm very thankful for the iterations that have happened down through these almost 30 years of me being in education. And so what got me to thinking about that was I was 
um, doing some research for a book that I'm writing and I stumbled upon a lady by the name of Ursula Burns. Ursula Burns is an American businesswoman. She happens to be African-American, but what really drew my attention to her is that she's a powerhouse and she's currently living. In 2014, Forbes ranked her as the 22nd most powerful woman in the world. Now you heard me. I did not say in the country of the United States. I said in the world, the 22nd most powerful woman in the world. Well, I stumbled upon a quote that she had written, and I actually used this quote on one of my business pages that I was promoting some stuff in. I thought I'd share it on this podcast because again, it was kind of where all of this for the podcast actually came forth. And she made the statement, I want to stop transforming and start being. Well, I'm just going to allow you to resonate on that for a moment. I want to stop transforming and start being. I don't believe her being a woman of power and statue as she is, or stature as she is, I don't believe that she does shortcuts. I don't believe that. And so I don't think that she's saying she doesn't want to transform. I'm thinking she's saying getting to that point where everything that you do is just a part of your being. You have become so disciplined and you've become so uh, cognizant of the things and aware that it starts just being who you are. And I, you know, again, I don't know her. I don't know if that was her implications from it, but that's kind of what I drew from it from the context of what I was reading. And I was really excited because it sparked something in me. And again, especially to share with you as ordained educators, if we're aspiring to inspire, then one of the things that we have to do is make sure that our being resonates whatever we're trying to put forth. And so I hear people a lot of times talk about the things that have happened to them. And and sometimes people begrudge the things that happened to them. And I would admonish you, don't begrudge things that happened to you or people that really came in your life and they might've had an ulterior motive um, to hurt or ulterior motive, or maybe not even ulterior motive. They might not have been on purpose, but you know, you were wounded or you were hurt or you were offended. And, you know, down through my years and in, in one of these podcasts, I'll share uh, more of my life, but I've had a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma. And the one thing that I appreciate is every experience that I have gone through because those experiences have made me who I am today. Now, mind you, I'm not saying bad things are good I'm telling you that you can take anything bad and make something great out of it. If you listen to all of the great leaders that we consider great leaders, they've had obstacles or they've had different traumas in their lives and they have overcome and they've used those things to take them to the next level. And that's where I'm going and that's what I'm talking about. And so today, I also want to challenge us to start getting into that being space so that we can be for other people. And we can't be for other people unless we're, we have some intentionality about what we do each and every day 
with ourselves. And so as we aspire to inspire, we have to, again, make sure that we're doing some marvelous things. And so one of the things that I would admonish everyone on this listening audience to do is to be more cognizant of the trauma that surround us, you know, and again, for those of us that might be gone through things or we've gone through things, you know, don't begrudge it, but be sensitive to it that you're able to help others. And basically what I mean by that is I read an article and in the article, there was a young man and this really made my heart, it moved my heart and literally sent me to tears Um, because this young gentleman, they believe he committed suicide. He had just finished high school, finished high school actually early, a semester early, had gotten a scholarship, a sports scholarship to go off to college. And literally a week before he was to go, they found him on the railroad tracks. And so they believe that he committed suicide. Well, when I read that article, I couldn't even sleep that evening. And it just really bothered me. And what bothered me was, is that he felt so hopeless even though when you talk to the people around him, he had a village. He didn't believe that he had a village. Now I could personally relate to this story because I've been there before, but what we wanna make sure that we're uh, able to do more as educators is to make sure we have more connectivity and we're connecting. Human connections, there's nothing that outweighs it. In fact, this week, to prove this point, I made a couple social media posts and literally I was in tears with some of the feedback that I received because I wasn't even expecting that. I was just sharing. As you know, if you've gotten to kind of know me a little bit, even though we don't know each other and we don't see each other, if you've gotten to know me through this podcast, one of the things that you will figure out is that I love to give. I'm, I'm a very... Uh, optimistic person. I'm very excited. I'm very passionate. I do what I do, you know, not because I get paid to do it. It's just who I am. It resonates from me. And one of the things that, that came from out of watching or rather reading that article was that we got to let people know they're not hopeless. And how do we do that? Well, connections, more connections. Now, mind you, I'm not pointing any fingers because I do believe that people were connected to him, but we have to make people believe it. And how do we make people believe it? Well, it all boils down to trust. One of my favorite books out there is Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And that book is a book that I read over and over and over again. Um, I was, uh, was given it probably about 15 years ago. And literally I read it year after year. I go back to it. It's something that I I really, really, like I say, uh, espouse to because it has so, so many great principles in it. And his, one of the basic things that he talks about is trust. We can't do anything else if we don't have trust. And so making sure that people trust us and that people can believe in us you know, sometimes even when they can't believe in themselves. One little short thing about me, when I was going through my undergrad, well, well, let me let me go back for a moment. Let me tell you this really quick. I was a college dropout. I was actually on welfare. I had had two children 
by my third year of college. And I dropped out of school, not because I just wanted to drop out of school. Um, I had a situation happen. They rejected my um, financial aid. And then I had that bill. Well, as I said, I then had two children and so I couldn't afford to pay for that. Well, I was blessed to, to get a job with an awesome uh, company and this company actually paid for my debt, even though they didn't know me. Within 24 hours of me getting this job, literally the owner of the company sent me to his son's office and they wrote a check in full for me to get back in school. Well, it was hard in school. So that's not even my full testimony. The whole big point that I want to say is that I felt like giving up, but I had so many women at that college that said, you will not. I even had one professor that threatened to come to my house and pick me up every day. <laughs> and I thought she was joking. You know, I kind of laughed it off. And then I thought about it. I said, she might actually try to come to my house. Let me get myself to school. And so I, I built a trust with them. They built trust with me rather. And I was able to see hope even when I couldn't see hope in myself because of the trauma that I was going through and experiencing, I was able to hope in their hope. And so that's what I'm saying for us as ordained educators. You know, my life has been beautiful. And I do believe it's my life's mission and my life's purpose to pour into other people because I have poured into other people, rather, have poured into me. So I know that it's my life's purpose. And people are traumatized and they go through so many things. Trauma does not have an address exemption. Trauma doesn't have an age exemption. Trauma doesn't have an ethnicity exemption. Trauma is real all across the board. When people are going through trauma, they don't know how to behave, how to act, what is acceptable, what is not because they're dealing with so much of their trauma. And so we have to get past the trauma. I had people in my life to be able to do that. There's a old saying, we stand on the shoulders of giants. I stood on the shoulders of giants. My professors believed in me, had so much hope in me, loved me so much, they were willing literally to come to my home and get me to make sure that I was in class. Later on, dropped back in college, as you've heard me say uh, on the podcast, I've become an educator and I could not do that without having a degree. So I was blessed to get my bachelor's degree. Then I was blessed to get my master's degree and I was blessed to get my ed specialist degree. And so I was blessed to get three degrees because I stood on the shoulders of giants of other people that were willing to believe in me and have hope when I was hopeless. My dream that was deferred actually came into fruition years later as I had the support. And so I encourage you as ordained educators to think about the people in your lives, your place rather in their paths. How can you be a blessing to them? How can you help them? Let me give you a, another testimonial of a really great influential person. This person's name is Nat King Cole. And for those of us that are a little bit older, we know who Nat King Cole is. He's a very famous singer and actor. He was an African-American entertainer. Well, Nat King Cole became the first African-American to have his own show. 
So yes, he had a show before Oprah had a show. And one of the things that Nat King Cole was quoted as saying, his show only lasted for 13 months, mind you. So one of the things that he said after his show concluded was, on my show, wrote the hopes and dreams of millions of people. So he understood and knew people were going to ride on his shoulders because they had hopes and they had dreams because he was a legendary first. In fact, he called himself the Jackie Robinson of television. And other people uh, picked up on that and called him the same. So again, we wouldn't have the Oprah Winfrey's or the Byron Allen's or any other African-American that has been able to have their shows if Nat King Cole wasn't able to have a nationally syndicated broadcast. Now, mind you, he wasn't the first to have their own show, but he was the first that had a national show. I just want to remind us, you know, we stand on the shoulders of giants. It's our job to allow others to stand on our shoulders. So what are we going to do to make sure that they can stand on our shoulders? We have to leave that legacy. And as I said on the very first podcast, I believe you can do it because you are great. You are one of the greatest human beings on this earth. Why? Because you educate and we appreciate you for educating. It's not about other people. It's not about impressing, but it really is about us helping other people. So I dare you to help other people. Your life really is not about your life. Your life is about paving the way for other people. I just, I'm just an optimist like that. I believe that. I love it. I used to think I was crazy and I was like one in a million because I'd have these grandiose ideas or I would say things and people would be like, that can't happen. I actually had somebody that I love dearly that told me, I can't save every child. I've been, again, an educator, elementary, middle school, and one of my schools actually was K-12. I've done that for almost 30 years. I had a loved one tell me, you can't save them all. Well, I just told somebody last week, I might not be able to save them all, but I am sure going to die trying. And that is my goal. So I encourage you to be your best self. Everything we need to be great is already within us. See, there's another fallacy that I hear people say all the time. I need to find my passion. I need to find my purpose. No, your purpose already resides within you. Let me give you a story to prove it. If I had an apple seed in my hand right now and I asked you, what is this? You would tell me it's an apple seed. And I say, well, what is it going to produce? And you say, it's going to produce an apple tree. Well, what's going to be on that apple tree? And you say apples because you know what is inside that seed because I told you it was an apple seed. Well, you put your name right there on that line, that blank line. I'll say Bridget. Bridget's purpose is already within Bridget. Bridget's purpose is coming out day by day by day. I don't have to find my purpose. It's already uniquely inside of my DNA. I am who I am. And I know that I was destined to be 
an ordained educator to help people all over to be great. Starting from the first children that I worked with that were in preschool, to elementary children, to middle school children, to high school children, to the adults that I have worked with, for the staffs that I've supervised. That is my life mission. So what's your life mission? I want you to know that you are just an amazing person. You are the perfect person to do some incredible things in your field. Your labor is not in vain. Your seeds will grow a harvest. Just plant that tree. Live your dreams fulfilled. Strive every day. Help others. Impact lives. Let's do it. Start small though. One second at a time. One minute at a time. One hour at a time. One day at a time. One week at a time. One month at a time. One year at a time. And before you know it, you have some awesome Please know, I believe in the power that you possess. Until the next podcast, please have an awesome, incredible week. Thank you for being a part of the listening audience. And remember, coach me and I will learn. Challenge me and I will grow. Believe in me and I will